Everyone knows how to play poker. 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 But do you know how to play poker well? Well, get ready to talk poker strategy with the people who run the games. Hear interviews with the stars. Get information on when to play, where to play, and how to play better poker. Poker. This is Poker Action Live, a weekly poker show with your hosts Big Dave Lemon and Joe Rodriguez. stuff happening here in South Florida in the state of Florida uh, just finished a big tournament over at the Seminole Hard Rock the uh, WPT Seminole Showdown finished I spent some time over there so we'll get to that a little bit later in the show some of the results and and really what the turnout was like it was absolutely fabulous and they have to be completely pleased with with how it all turned out but they played down to a final table in the main event which will be taking place out in Las Vegas later this month May 18th in fact they will be playing the final table out there. So uh, we'll get to that a little bit later in the show because there's a lot of news right around here uh, on what's going to happen. And most of the attention is on sports betting and how it's going to uh, kick in here in South Florida, whether it will be sooner before the football season, for example, or if it will take longer due to legal challenges. And Joe and I have a little bit of a uh, uh, difference of opinion on this, but we'll talk about it here. And from what we know thus far, uh, the main thing is that the compact was signed last week between uh, Governor Ron DeSantis and the Seminole tribe. That doesn't mean that it's already in place and it's all over because there's several things, Joe, that have to be done before we get to that, including uh, more discussion on this special session and whether the legislature will ratify it. That's the first thing. And then later on, the Department of Interior gets involved and they have about three weeks or three or four weeks before they can come back and, and uh, you know, allow everything to happen because the Indians are governed by the uh, Indian Gaming Act uh, that passed a few years ago, the Regulatory Act, and uh, which describes what activities the tribe can engage in. So we'll get to some of that. Uh, first of all, you work at uh, Casino Miami. You run the poker room there, and right next to you is William Hill. So obviously, your company is hoping for the best and hoping to get involved in uh, sports betting pretty quickly. Yeah, and not not only my company, Dave, but all the other uh, casinos down here. Um, but you know, I don't know if you've read, you know, what the percentage is going to be. I mean, yeah, they, I have. they'll be happy. They'll be happy to have sports betting, but it isn't going to break. It isn't going to be the money bonanza for for the individual casinos as everyone thought there would be, because uh, according to my understanding of things. The state's going to tax the winnings at 20%, and the Seminoles will be getting 20%, uh, as I call it, a handling fee of 20% from each place, uh, being that they will be the hub, you know. So exactly. when you break it so all you- down, unless, unless you're holding you – no, know, most people don't understand that when you have big sports betting like you know, like, like we're hoping to have here and they have in – in New Jersey and Nevada, um, the hold is usually somewhere between five and six percent. Yeah, you know, for those big places, Dave. So, you know, if you think about it, you, if you if you get a hundred million dollars worth of action in your in your establishment, which is a lot of money, um, you know, you you're profiting somewhere between five and six million dollars, of which then forty percent, you know, goes to the state and the Seminoles. 
So that's big money for some of the places if they have it, you know, in other parts of uh, Florida that are not in Broward or in Miami-Dade. Uh, but for those places with machines, it's, you know, it's, it's nice. It's a nice added income, brings more people to your, to your establishment. But, you know, bottom line is when you have machines, it's not a whole lot of money. So yeah. it's going to affect more of the other places than, than down here. Right. Well, let's look at what we know now and what uh, we will know after May 17th when the special session comes in. There's a lot of discussion uh, about uh, establishing some sort of regulatory commission, uh, whether uh, the news and discussions that they have will be made public. And third, whether the paramutuals will be able to decouple, which is a huge effect. Uh, they've been running high line and dog racing and horse racing over the last few years just in order to keep their poker rooms and their uh, slot machines. So uh, there's a good chance that could go through on the 17th and uh, they won't have to, to run these other things. So uh, that's still to be seen. Also, uh, as I mentioned, um, the legislature needs to ratify this agreement and then send it on to the Department of Interior. So uh, a lot of discussion still to come, but let's see what we know now. Uh, we're talking about the state government uh, generating at least $2.5 billion over the next five years from this. The Seminoles would be functioning as the hub for the betting operation, and uh, they would be uh, forced to uh, hook up with at least three paramutuals uh, in the uh, next few months to uh, help get these bets out there. Um, I don't think there's any question that uh, Casino Miami would be one of the first ones. What have you heard about uh, other, and I think everybody's going to want to do it, obviously, but let's. what do you hear about your competitors and how interested they are at ramping things up for a sports betting operation? Well, Dave, to be honest with you, uh, none of the people that, that I know at other, at other establishments, you know, other casinos, are mentioning much about this. This seems to be more uh, of an excitement from the uh, from the better standpoint. Right. You know, uh, like I said, the places down here, you know, it's nice to have. We're really set up for it, as you know, Dave. We got William Hill right there. I mean, they were swamped this past Saturday with the with the Derby, and <clears throat> they didn't join us just to take uh, horse betting. You know. Um, they're there, you know, obviously hoping that sports betting, you know, gets approved here in the state of Florida. Um, I would imagine that a lot of our competitors um, are now in the process of scrambling to see who they might hook up with, you know, DraftKings, uh, maybe even, you know, I don't know what the ex if there's an exclusivity with William Hill and us, but, you know... Um, that's one of the possibilities because they're all going to have to hook up. I don't. I don't believe any of the paramutuals either will be allowed or ca or will want to uh, book this themselves. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, what will the Indians get outside of the sports betting? Uh, we know that they'll uh, be allowed to offer traditional craps and roulette games. Uh, what do the paramutuals get? Basically, they get what they're doing now, and that is those player-banked games that have been contested, which is why the Indians quit paying the state of Florida uh, about a year or so ago because they uh, were supposed to have an exclusivity on those, and it's gone back and forth, but uh, the paramutuals have gotten away with playing, having those player-banked games, and it's been... Uh, 
I don't know how lucrative it's been for them. I guess it's been uh, successful, uh, not extremely lucrative, but certainly it's something that they want to have. Yeah, and part of this agreement, Dave, I don't know if you saw that, part of this agreement uh, with the governor here for this pact is uh, they will they will withdraw the lawsuit that they have trying right. to stop those designated player games. Right. But from what I understand, they will not give blackjack, which was you know, my understanding from when the pack expired that Governor Chris, you know, had signed with them. Uh, I think the state gambled themselves trying to telling them that they would give them craps and roulette, uh, you know, back then. And, uh, you know, as long as they allowed the other, you know, and it was for us, I don't know if it was for the whole state, uh, blackjack. And obviously <laughs> the Seminole said, no way, thank you very much. And, uh, you know, stop paying the state, you know, right, since they right. no longer had an agreement. To the, to um, the tune of like $350 million a year. Exactly. And it's been probably, what, a good four or five years now? Yeah, and they've been putting it's been it's been put they've been putting that money in escrow, so there could be some sort of agreement to get some of that back pay back. I don't know. Uh, that's certainly uh, you know the carrot that the Indians hold for the state. Well, if you know, when I read this, and I know you mentioned, I don't see the DOI uh, you know finding a problem with this. You know, uh, like you said, they're going to have to sign off on this also. Um, so I don't see, I don't think they're going to have any issues. The only issues will, will be, um, from what I read in that, in that pact is that they're trying to get three different other properties, uh, designated. Right. So that right. they can open casinos there. And I know another, one of them was listed in Hollywood. The only thing I could think of in Hollywood, it'd be something near the diplomat, <laughs> uh, you know, on the beach. Uh, so that could be a problem. Right. That could be a problem. The DOI doesn't doesn't uh, recognize um, that as as Indian, in, you know, sovereign land. And um, I don't know if you know this, but you know, before when they uh, uh, took down the old diplomat, and be, before they built this beautiful new one, the the current owners at that time, I don't know if they're still the same, tried to give that land to the Indians. And so that they, that land could be recognized as, uh, you know, obviously with intentions of trying to put right. a, a casino right. there. And, you know, once once that was denied, they imploded the building and, and did what they did now. So, like you said, there's going to be a lot of hurdles that people you know, they are going to have to jump through. But personally, I don't see this being, you know, this being stopped now. Well, while this is not a sports betting program, we are a poker program. Uh, this does have huge effects for the future of online uh, poker in this state. Exactly. It definitely does not. Uh, it's not imminent. Let's put it that way. There's a, there's an article that where the headline in a Card Player this week was "New Gaming Compact Could Bring Online Poker to Florida." Well, you got to take a closer look at that and see what uh, it's what's involved because. Uh, at the very end of the compact, there's a clause, and it says the state and the tribe agree to engage in good faith negotiations within 36 months. That's three years after the effective date of this compact, which whenever that will be, 
to consider an amendment to authorize the tribe to offer all types of covered games online or via mobile devices to players physically located in the state. So that means that includes poker, obviously. So we're talking they could take as long as three years. They're kind of forced into having some sort of negotiations, but that's going to take some time. And uh, so I don't think we can look at any online poker uh, in the next couple of years. I, you know, I hate to say this, Dave, because, you know, because I was hoping that that would be true, but I can't help but agree with you there, you know, especially since, you know, what they're putting them through, uh, you know, to get sports betting. Um, I believe, you know, once this gets through, um, they may, they may do this and, it's going to be one of two things. It might be a better product due to the fact that maybe the Seminoles will be the only ones able to to offer it for the whole state. So that means every player has to play through them. Um, or or I don't see it happening. To be honest with you, with you know, with multiple places like they do in New Jersey, where the different casinos and in other states uh, have their own you know poker uh, agreements. So right. Uh, well, let's, that's a great question there, Big Dave. Yeah, it's 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 hard. Uh, there was a lawyer that they quoted in a story on uh, Channel Four. Uh, Daniel Wallach is his name. He's uh, he specializes in sports betting, and he says Florida is a legal landmine. And he said the fact that the uh, Indian Regulatory Gaming Act governs what the tribes can engage in could always be a problem. And there are several other problems that could arise as well. So let's hold poker off for now because that's somewhere down the road. They've kicked that can down the road quite a ways, I think. But uh, sports betting could happen soon. Uh, the first thing is the is May 17th when we decide the legislature decides if they're going to ratify the deal, then it goes to the Department of Interior. So uh, that could take you know, uh, several weeks, six weeks, eight weeks, something like that. But there's also, I think, uh, you know, a wrench that could be thrown into this whole deal by the people who have opposed gambling for quite some time. Uh, what could happen, you know, of course, obviously the Indians, they want to have their relationships with the paramutuals and have them taking bets, uh, getting that 40% right off the top from the paramutuals of which they will pay the state out of that, whether it's 10 or 14 or 20%, uh, that's still to be de determined. But, uh, what could happen is that there's, uh, you know, a big, uh, pushback on this and the Indians might be forced to only take bets on their facilities. And I think that's certainly a possibility. Um, the federal agency, the, uh, the Department of Interior has 45 days. I'm looking at it right now, 45 days to authorize this. And like you said, it probably is not going to be a problem. But uh, if they don't act within that time period, then the compact would go into effect. So 45 days is pretty much the max after the, the ratification by the uh, legislature. So sports betting would, as they say, would be uh, geofenced within the state's borders. And that's uh, no surprise because that's the way pretty much everyone is doing it. Uh, the three paramutuals uh, contracted with the tribe within three months of the uh, sports betting operations going live would or, or would need to contract with them going live before going live or it would face financial penalties so um i don't know how those negotiations are going to go uh the paramutuals have been uh kind of mortal enemies of the indians for quite some time uh, complaining about the level play of field and that sort of thing 
Yeah, and let me tell you, Dave, even if, if, if they were the only ones, I, I'll be honest with you, I, if I was the Seminoles, I'd wish to be have it exclusive due to the fact, like you said, with the geo, you know. Geofencing? Uh, yeah, right. You know, the, there's a lot of Seminole properties across the state, and, you know, instead of only taking 20% cut from everybody, you know, the, their share would be even higher because – um, you know, you're going to be able to set up accounts, right. you know, throughout the state and then bet it on your phone. So, you know, it's not going to be an issue that you could just, you know, oh, I, I you know, I live too far away to go somewhere. I mean, you could, I'm sure they'll, they'll figure out a way to, to fund an account. And as long as you're within the state borders, you know, it's going to be easy to make a bet. I think this, you know, that the other paramutuals like ourselves being involved in here is more part of the governor trying to, you know, spread the wealth around a little bit with, with the other other places. Well, so. again, uh, you know, this Amendment 3 that passed, and uh, as I mentioned, uh, the Indians were huge supporters of that because they w were happy with the way things were, and they basically wanted to fight against uh, online or uh, brick-and-mortar casinos coming into their territory. A uh, big company like uh, the Sands or Caesars or someone building a um, destination casino in their area, they fought that, so they supported it heavily, along with Disney, who has their own reasons for <laughs> being anti-gambling. But certainly, um, you know, we'll have to see if how that works out as far as allowing some sort of mobile betting. Now, there could be some lawsuits involved in that, uh, you know, there's always kinds of little uh, quibbling about whether the uh, technology is actually keeping people from out of state from betting. You know, there's there's lots of questions about that. But um, the Amendment 3, for people who uh, maybe don't remember exactly that, it really required a 60% vote from the statewide voters to authorize any expansion of gambling. So the Indians say um, that it that the reason uh, they don't uh, feel that that's going to be applicable is that the servers are going to be on Indian land. And that's always, you know, I've been involved in sports betting uh, with Costa Rica and you have as well. And, you know, there's lots of arguments in a gray area in the law, whether the location of the server or the location of the phone call that comes into the server, where is the betting actually taking place? Well, listen, I've, I've, Knowing my dealings with the state up in Tallahassee have rarely been very good with me, but um, they've they've got president already set with New Jersey, you know, having done this so quickly. So, um, you know, I'm sure one of the big things they'll fight is, oh, you know, will, will people underage be betting? And once again, my I'm, I'm not sure how they do it in New Jersey and Nevada, but. I'm pretty sure that they they're going to verify that whoever opens up an account is of legal age and everything else. And you know, uh, once they come to an agreement with how they're going to you know make sure that people's GPS and all of that stuff verifies that it's in the state. I mean, like you said, the anti-gamblers are going to hang their hat on stuff like that. Right. But those issues have been addressed already in other states. So you know, I. I don't see how they're, you know, they're going to get away with that. But once again, this is Florida, <laughs> so well, I'm not sure. 
Yeah, you never know what what's other states happen. have done means anything here. The fellow that's the chairman of that political campaign behind Amendment 3, uh, nocasinos.org is the organization, uh, John Sawinski, he says that, uh, that the Amendment 3 allows the state and tribe to negotiate compacts for the conduct of a casino gambling, gambling on tribal lands, but he maintains that that only applies to games taking place on tribal property, not on cell phones throughout the state. Meanwhile, Jim Allen, the um, the CEO of the tribe, says uh, that his view is that Amendment 3 specifically excluded, and that no one can dispute it, that it excluded the state's ability to do a deal with a sovereign nation. So he feels like, you know, this is going to go through on, the, on that part. DeSantis also uh, is heavily defending this, and he says, uh, you know, he said, we are going to take every effort to vigorously defend the agreement. And, uh, you know, some of the other legislators don't feel that Amendment 3 applies to the Seminoles. So uh, we will check that out, and uh, that's still to be decided. But all that stuff, uh, whether there's some sort of legal uh, case filed by no casinos, could delay this thing down the road several months. Yeah, well, listen. As you mentioned earlier, you know, May 17th is when, you know, our legislation, uh, le- legislative uh, people all come back for the special session that, uh, you know, that Governor DeSantis has called for. And I'm sure, you know, I don't know how happy they'll be to be there, but, you know, I have a feeling they will iron that out and, you know, Agree to the, you know, to to the pact that that the governor has made with with the Seminoles, and um, you know, like you said, it could take a week, two weeks, but you know, once once they agree to it, then you mentioned um, that the DOI has 45 days to act on it. Um, I honestly don't believe that they're going to do anything to stop it outside yeah. of maybe agreeing to. You know those three properties that I mentioned earlier in the show, um, and then I don't know how the court battles will be, because you know the the Seminoles have had uh, you know the DP people, the designated player table games, have been in court for God knows how many years. Right. I remember when a decision came out, I was actually working at Dania, so you're talking four years ago right. that it's been in court and everybody's still been running with it. So I have a feeling that's what's going to happen. Once once it's signed off on, you know the Seminoles are going to be ready to rock and roll right away uh, as far as uh, the craps and roulette in their casinos. Um, the rest could take a few months, like you said. You know, the, the rest is going to take a little bit of time as, as, you know, until they come to an agreement as to how they're going to uh, oversee sportsbook uh, and, you know, in the state of Florida. Yeah, well, there is precedent out there for other states getting this done and getting their sports betting programs off the ground, Michigan, Illinois, and a few others. Uh, most recently, uh, you know, we're up to uh, double figures as far as the number of states that are taking sports betting. So the trend is moving forward. We know that we have a date here that's going to be very important to the next step, and that is May 17th. So we'll have to see what's going to happen there. Um, 
one of the interesting side notes for me uh, personally is I've been involved in the highlight industry for several years. Uh, I work at Dania where we do have a, uh, the company has a, has a uh, collective bargaining agreement with the players that's last three years. So if they were to uh, decouple Highline, uh, I'm not sure what would happen. There's probably some clauses in the CBA that if they wanted to do away with Highline, they would probably have to pay the players something. Um, some of these smaller places that don't have CBAs would probably immediately drop any kind of racing. This bill does keep horse racing going uh, in, at Gulfstream and Tampa Bay Downs. Uh, they would be required to still have their horse racing, but harness racing, dog racing, and high lie could be a thing of the past if uh, this uh, decoupling comes in. And I, I don't see how it's not going to, Dave. You know, we're right. we're one of the few states, it's been a while, <clears throat> and most, most other places where they have these racinos you know, have decoupled within the 10-year period, and it's been longer than that for us. Um, and I think one of the stepping stones for that was when they outlawed, you know, when they outlawed uh, dog racing. Right. And I, I was wondering why the, you know, Big Easy, you know, is still doing business and and no dog racing, no high lie. Well, from what I was told, it's you know being that that's what their business was and it became illegal. They're, I don't know, I, I don't think I'm using the right word, but it's like grandfathered in yeah. that they're going right. to keep their casino. And like you said, I don't see how High Lie and and uh, you know, it, it, which is the only other thing, and maybe the quarter horse racing that they have at Hialeah that they brought in just to just to be able to put up the casino. Um, I don't see how those places are going to survive. You know the 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 people who who uh, are involved with the high line, like you right. said, the players, and whatever the CBA is, uh, I'm pretty sure the casinos will have no problem giving them whatever they got to give them. And eventually, when that CBA expires, they don't have to <laughs> do anything else after that. Right. So, exactly. You exactly. know, it's a shame to be honest with you because. You know, you've been in this a lot longer than I have with these people, and it's such a, for me, you know, highlight such a beautiful sport. Um, I'm having the pleasure of working. Uh, we, we've we added on an extra host that I'm sure you know the name. Do you know who the extra host is over there at Casino Miami? I'm guessing it's Tevin. That is correct, sir. <laughs> that is correct. I had heard that they had asked him if he was interested in working there, and I, I wasn't sure if he was or not, but uh, great to hear. Uh, super guy and uh, very smart and, uh, you know, great to get along with. So uh, he'll be a good employee for you, I'm sure. Oh, he's outstanding, Dave. Uh, you know, I've known him. I've known him as a highlight player only, and I've had the pleasure now for a couple of weeks uh to get to know him personally and work with him. And like you said, he is a, a wonderful guy. Uh, great addition for us there. So uh, I mean, I'm enjoying the, uh, working with him, uh, you know, when we cross paths there at work. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm very happy for him. Well, there's lots of other news. So uh, I do want to take a break. We'll come back and talk about the Seminole Hard Rock event, which was a monster success. And, uh, you know, they keep topping themselves every time around now after a year off. And of course, putting together that property that is just phenomenal. I spent some time over there, the Guitar Hotel, the brand new poker room, and of course, the renovation of the uh, 
the ballrooms that they use for action out there. I want to talk about some of that when we when we come back. Uh, also, so down the road, uh, the Helmuth Negranu uh, heads-up match uh, will be resuming, uh, I believe, tonight. Uh, so I'll get to some of that, of what's happening uh, with that. Also, um, results are in from all those tournaments at the Hard Rock, and uh, they pointed to this for a long time, and it, it's been tremendously successful. Uh, other things uh, out there, uh, the final table, I do want to mention for the Seminole Hard Rock main event will be played on May 18th out in Vegas. Uh, so we'll take a look at that as well. And there's uh, several other things happening uh, online around the country. So we'll get to some of that when we return. You're listening to Poker Action Line. We'll take our break here on the show. When we come back, we'll get to some of that Seminole action and a few other things going on in the world of poker when we return. Uh, We'll be back after these messages. This is Poker Action Line. Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean and operated on the Internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. You can win pick six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide, and right now this game is in a play-for-free test mode, and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. The lottery customer can purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables. With a chip stack and like a lottery game, the prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes, and if you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean, and you can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. Their odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration and hope that you will join us when the Play for Real game becomes available later this year. It may be hard to believe, but people just like you are already saving money. FeedThePig.org makes it easy. Their simple savings plan teaches you how to start saving without going overboard. So you don't need to mooch off your friends. You gonna finish that grape? You mean the one in my mouth? You don't need to stop buying the necessities. What you're smelling is a natural musk. Ew. You don't need to be a medical test subject. How do you feel? Mostly okay. I... (laughs) Sometimes, though. (laughs) You don't need to get a second job as a stuntman. We need a new stuntman. Let's break for lunch. You just need an internet connection. Don't get left behind. Start your personal savings plan with the tips and tools on feedthepig.org. That way, you don't need to sell your soul to the devil. Fifteen bucks is the best I can do. All right, deal. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council.
poker in Florida, poker in South Florida mainly right now as we talk about the Seminole Hard Rock Poker Showdown. Uh, started on April 15th and finished up uh, oh, about a week and a half ago as uh, they played down to a final table in the main event. But you really, Joe, didn't know what was going to happen. You know, uh, I think you expected it to be a big hit because people have been out of poker for a long time. All of a sudden now, after a tough winter, people are able to come down to South Florida and play in this great event that they've had uh, experience with in the past. And they blew their guarantees out of the water in pretty much every event. Yeah, Big Dave, let me tell you, you're, you're 100% correct there. I knew this was going to be a big hit for them. Uh, you know, just listening to the people out there, um, you know, they've been dying to have something like this. And, um, you know, I, I didn't look at the numbers, but I believe you told me it's the largest ever main event entry for WPT? Yeah, they set a record with that, for sure. And I, I believe the number was somewhere over 2,400 yeah, people. Yeah, it was 2,482 was the final number. There you go. I mean, that's just incredible numbers. I, I You know, I've been running my, my tournaments at the last Sunday of the month. I didn't have one in April because of this. And it's not that we were going to compare it to their main event. It's just that I knew the people would be all excited and all involved over the two-week period that they were running this. And, uh, you know, I held mine back till this past Sunday. And um, this just gives you an idea of, you know, how hungry poker players are, tournament poker players are, to, you know, to get back to, to, to a normal poker life, re- regardless of how their, nor- you know, their regular life is. They're, they're willing to chance everything that's going on. Obviously, I believe that this was helped a lot by the vaccination and everything else. So um, I just see this happening in, in almost all the states, Dave, you know, yeah. when they decide to reopen and, and you know, put on a, a full force tournament like the WPT did down here. Yeah, for sure. Uh, there's no question that... Uh... Uh, they were hugely successful in the numbers. It started off with the very first event, won by Michael Casson, a $600 multi-flight event. It had 3,900-plus uh, players. Uh, that was huge to start off with. And then as far as a uh, main event, with just two opening sessions, they came out the first day, and they actually passed their guarantee before a single card was in the air. There was 575 players seated to start the event and that passed their $2 million guarantee. So uh, they got things started very quickly uh, off to a good start. And then uh, there were some big names. I uh, saw a lot of friends, uh, old time friends, guys like Aaron Massey and uh, uh, Will the Thrill Faella uh, I talked to as well. And a few other people out there, a lot of big name players played in this uh, last two events were won by Shannon Shore and Anthony Zeno, just to give you an idea of some of the big name players. But it was a lot of kind of unknown players breaking out here, winning their first big titles. Uh, in fact, at the main event, which is down to the final six, four of those six players, this will be their biggest cash ever. So, uh, you know, guys are breaking out and having a chance to get into the game. So. Uh, we're certainly seeing uh, some huge numbers here. The seniors tournament, uh, which was won by James Diaz, uh, their biggest total before I think was 224 players, something like that. They did 386 for a, for a 50 plus event. So, uh, you know, their guarantee 
there was no guarantee, but their prize pool was over it was close to one hundred and thirty thousand dollars. So, uh, you know, everybody's getting involved again. Yeah, and you know, <laughs> they're going crazy with this, as as I anticipated. And uh, just a little shout out to some of our friends that we know, you know, been on the show and friends of the show that have uh, that did had deep runs in that main event. Yeah, and uh, the seniors event, Al Riccobono finished second. He was a guy that we we had on years ago uh, when they were trying to put together a television show called Fatties, an underground poker room in New York. And uh, we had them on several times on the show. I haven't talked with them in years, and I didn't get a chance to run into them during this tournament, unfortunately, although I wanted to. But he finished second in the event on a uh, six-way chop and uh, won 13000 for a second place. Uh, Diaz won 15975 for first. So uh, uh, money to be made for everybody, uh, ladies, yeah. seniors. I saw uh, uh, Kristen Bicknell there and several other, Vanessa Cade and, and some of the big-name players, Nadia Magnus, a few of the people. Uh, our old friend Jackie Scott played in the seniors event, finished 15th. And then some of our friends that went very deep in the main event uh, were playing into day three, uh, Al Gomez, a yep. friend of ours from Highline ended up finishing in 48th, winning 19,000 plus. Steve Carp made it to the next day, even uh, went very late, finished in 18th place and won nearly 50,000. So, uh, you know, friends, old friends, new friends, uh, seniors, ladies, everybody turning out for this huge event, and uh, the numbers were fantastic. Yeah, I mean that's just that really is big news, uh, which which to me says a lot of good things about poker. You know, uh, having survived the uh, <laughs> the pandemic, so to speak. You know, and uh, people are just going crazy to to get back out there. And well, state of Florida has been open for that for quite a while now. And depending on where you are in the state, you know they're they're back to full blown nine nine handed seats. In the upper part of the state, so yeah, um, I don't I don't see it lasting much very long down here. Probably by by the end of the summer, at the very latest, you'll be able to uh, you know play, I guess, without masks and and all the other stuff down here uh, in Florida. Well, they did have masks in place throughout this event, and they're very serious about enforcing that rule. They had the plexiglass dividers on all the tables as well. But uh, didn't slow anybody down. Uh, the high limit, uh, or excuse me, the high roller tournament, the 25,500 tournament, uh, had a turnout of 145 entries. Uh, last time they had it in 2019, they had 99. So whether it was a small tournament, a big tournament, a large tournament, a small tournament. And I played in an event myself. I played in a 150 tournament, got over there, lasted all of 33 minutes. Uh, but uh, <laughs> we'll, get to, we'll get to maybe some details on that a little bit later in the show. But uh, the high, ro the high uh, roller tournament was uh, the biggest score of his career for, for a local named uh, Chad Eveslage. Uh, he finished uh, winning in, on top of that event. There were a lot of big names in that one, including Noah Schwartz, Kerry uh, Katz, Darren Elias uh, and Byron Byron Coverman finished second in the event, uh, and Sean Perry was third. But uh, it's kind of funny. Uh, 
they were trying to chop chop that tournament all the way down the end, and and Coverman would have nothing to do with the chop. But eventually, he got a little bit behind there toward the end, and uh, Eversledge wins seven hundred sixty-seven thousand. Uh, Coverman accepting six seventy for second, Sean Perry five ninety-six k for third. So, uh, nice turnout, nice uh, in pretty much every aspect. I do want to talk about the final table, which will be coming up on May the eighteenth. And looking forward to that. Uh, that will uh, be played at, of course, the uh, uh, the uh, can't remember the name of the place now. <laughs> uh, the Luxor, the the special uh, uh, table out there that they've been playing things at before. So that will be headed out there later in the month, and we'll keep an eye on that one. So um, making the final table. As I mentioned, the four of the six players, it'll be their largest cash. But Sonny Franco is the leader uh, with 31,900,000 chips. Uh, Brexton Shutton, second, just a, a few chips behind. Then you got two middling stacks, uh, Steven Snyder at 15.9. Ken Aldridge, uh, who has been on the show with us before, the player nicknamed Teach, the school teacher from uh, North Carolina that finished second to Will the Thrill years ago. And that's now 10 years ago at the uh the la poker classic out there uh the legends uh tournament uh 10.6 million or not million yeah 10.6 million i should say albert calderon uh is uh, one of the small stacks along with viet vo so uh 1.261 million up for grabs when they play out there for the final table uh sixth place will get 261,000. so uh that's all set to go um I really was wondering if we were going to see some really big names that were making it down the stretch, but in the end, uh, you know, some of the bigger names got knocked out toward the end. Yeah, well, you know, we see that a lot in these large tournaments that have so many entries in there. You know, it's a lot of landmines you got to navigate to get to that final table, Big Dave. Yeah, so, for sure. Uh, but congratulations to the final six, uh, you know. Uh, like you said, for four of these people, it's going to be the largest cash. Nice to go over there knowing that you got a little over a quarter of a million dollars guaranteed if you're the first one knocked out. Yeah, for sure. And uh, certainly <laughs> certainly worth the trip out there, I would say. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely, Big Dave. So, well, congratulations once again to those to those six people. Again, we look forward to the Seminole Hard Rock Poker Open, and uh, will they come up with a huge uh, guarantee? I think, you know, you got to be careful. You know, you hate to go short on one of these things if, uh, you know, things are, that are out of, out of your control uh, arise around the country, and that can always be a big problem. But uh, I'm not so sure that a huge guarantee guarantees your big fields like uh, they did at one time. And I don't think they have to give those big guarantees, at least not coming back right now. You know, uh, I mean, you, 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 you said it, they, they blew, they blew the guarantee out in the first day. Yeah. Right. You before the first card, before the first card, yeah, before the, the first card, that's right. I'm sorry. Not the first day before the, before the first card hit the felt, you know, so, um, I, that's, a, you know, that's something very interesting to think about big Dave. Yeah. How these card rooms, I mean, I'm sure they're going to take it a little slower than, than before to make sure, you know, the large majority of people are comfortable coming back uh, if certain restrictions are, are eased, you know. But, um, you know, this sure was a hell of a great sign for poker. 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, one thing I did want to mention was Brian uh, Altman, who won the Lucky Hearts uh, tournament back in January, was named the uh, WPT um, Player of the Year for the Seminoles. And, uh, um, you know, he is a guy who has won in the past there and really always seems to have good success. But uh, his Player of the Year uh, honors came during the tournament, so I want, did want to mention that as well. Well, congratulations. Uh, let's see, side events uh, for that. Well, we'll get into some of that a little bit later. Let's move on to uh, what's going on as far as uh, uh, some other news in the world of poker. Um, the Global Poker Awards, we always kind of keep an eye on that. And some people, you know, are very interested in that. And obviously the Seminoles have won some awards over the years, but they will bring that back in 2022. Uh, they have not set the exact date yet, but that will be on the Poker Go platform for people to uh, watch. Uh, that started, of course, in 2019. Uh, and uh, we'll look forward to uh, what's going on there as we keep an eye on awards and, and people getting back to normal. I think that's the main thing that we can take out of this. We saw the Kentucky Derby and some of the huge numbers that were bet there. Uh, 51,000 people at the track, you know, which is not a record. I mean, they've had 65 and plus, uh, bigger crowds in the past, but, you know, to open it up for, uh, this was probably the biggest sporting event, I think, uh, in, in, since the pandemic started. So, um, you know, people are dying to get back to work and I, I don't mean that as a joke, but, uh, certainly, uh, things are coming back to, uh, uh, normalcy in, in a, in a big way. Absolutely, Dave, and uh, you know the, the, the poker community is just just getting back in step. Also, you know, with the rest of the country and with everything else, and you know, I, I don't know how you feel, Big Dave. Uh, you know, we're we have to wear masks all the time at work, but let me tell you, it, it's getting harder and harder every day. Yeah, and, you know, paid, I've been vaccinated. I had COVID. Thank God for no nothing bad and being vaccinated and i can't wait to tell you know to let people know get vaccinated because the quicker we can get to that herd immunity the quicker we can do away with a lot of the restrictions that we have to go through now yeah it's it's pretty amazing to me that people are fighting that uh, tooth and nail i don't know i don't know why it's been proven you know obviously they had a very small problem with uh, the j and j and they had to put it on pause but uh you know these things have been proven uh you know in fact 99% effective and uh you know there's one of the things i heard the other day and it's a bottom line thing it came from one of the people in government they said one thing that all the people who have died uh, from COVID have in common is none of them were vaccinated. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, you know, the, 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 the reasons I hear for this at my job, you know, I, I, I have to walk away and bite my tongue, you know, because I don't want to make a, I try never to talk uh, politics or anything at work. But uh, it's just ridiculous, you know, and uh, I tell these young people, you know, uh, I don't know about you, Dave, but my, I, had, I had a principal who had, you know, unfortunately, he got polio. And I'll still remember Mr. Calabrio, you know, walking, the, I, I can't get that, that figure out of my head all these years later. And, you know, 
the vaccine came out, you know, I would imagine shortly after that. And growing up, Dave, you and I are the same age. I don't recall anybody having polio in my days, you know, outside of this gentleman who was the, the principal of our high, of my high school, you know, and I tell people, look, vaccines have been around for the longest time. And, you know, you don't hear of multiple and massive deaths from people being vaccinated. So I, I don't get I don't get the reasoning behind this. Yeah, me either. But, uh, you know, uh, there's so much. It, it, it's kind of funny, uh, you know, when and I'll go back to Donald Trump coming out and uh, terming this fake news uh, idea that he was uh, finding fault with and then turned it around into an everyday uh, occurrence for a lot of people that are putting out Facebook posts and, and Twitter posts that uh, is complete fake news and people are buying it. People are uh, feel that it's, uh, you know, that, that a vaccine could be dangerous, could be scary. They don't need it. They, you know, meanwhile, we see what happened in India where they really had no problem about two months ago and all of a sudden have exploded to 20 million cases here in uh, this month and uh, the impossibility of handling it for their uh, healthcare system. So uh, things can turn around with the new variants and, and uh, I just don't see any reason not to get it done. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent with you, big Dave. So uh, I certainly hope some of these young people that first of all, whoever they're listening to, you know, uh, really, really think about this and, and, you know, make a clear headed decision on this. So, um, but Hey, Exactly. Uh, Did want to mention this uh, heads up match between Helmuth and Negreanu. Uh, We talked about it several weeks ago. uh, The first one where um, Negreanu had a 19 to 1 ship lead. uh, Basically at 95,000 out of the 100,000 ships on the table. And Helmuth was able to uh, put his nose to the grindstone and come all the way back and actually get the win. Uh, but they will be playing here as we tape this show on uh, May the 5th. They will be uh, in action tonight. Uh, well, you can pick it up on Poker Go. The stakes have gone up now. Instead of the the uh, 50000 uh, buy-in that they had in the first match, the stakes have gone up to 100000 Uh So Helmuth will already have his own 100000 on the table, and Negrano will have to bring a fresh hundred uh, k to the table. So they'll go at it tonight. Um, any thoughts of what you've seen on uh, how he actually blew that match? Uh, big Dave, <laughs> I've been so busy at work. Yeah, I really haven't had time to do this. I get home, and, and, and the last thing I want to do is watch anything else about poker. And I apologize for that, but... Uh, I'm going through some unique situations at my job that I've never had to encounter before as, as a manager. So uh, I have not had a chance to watch that, uh, yeah. you know, but you are talking about the all time uh, bracelet winner coming back. So, you know, <laughs> there's, there's a reason he has all those bracelets, you know, he's a great player. They both are both hall of famers. Um, you know, uh, it, it happens. You know, he he had to have gotten, you know, a a tremendous run of great cards, uh, I would imagine, without having seen this, uh, for him to start making this comeback like this. You know, sometimes when when you're down that much, it's not even, 
you know, you're not even playing any strategy at this point. It's just you got to kind of get lucky. I, you know, I've been in similar situations on both sides of the fence where you have you either big underdog as you're getting to the finals, and it's I got to put my I got to put my chips in the middle because the blinds are going to keep eat me up. And if you keep you know if you keep hitting those those hands those random hands because that's all it is. It, it really doesn't matter what two cards you have. Uh, if the blinds are going to eat you up, so uh, well, just I don't know from, if that was the case. Well, from the things I uh, mentioned uh, or have read, uh, he said one of the things that that contributed contributed to him losing that massive chip lead was getting overconfident and playing to the audience. He knew that the poker audience was out there watching, and uh, he needed to be a little bit more uh, conservative. I think uh, you know in his play. So we'll see what happens here. Negreanu is the big favorite on a lot of sites that are taking bets on this. Uh, minus 250 is on uh, mybookie.com, and uh, as low as 164, I think, is uh, minus 164, which would put uh, the poker brat at plus 145 for this match. So uh, different lines here, but certainly uh, most people feel that, you know, he won't uh, let it happen again and that he'll, he'll, he'll even things up. Yeah, but... Think about that for the same reason that that I that I love Daniel Negreanu getting the, that those odds against Polk. Um, right, right. How, how do you not like getting uh, getting a plus sign with uh, <laughs> with Phil Hellmuth? Yeah, true. you know. True. Uh, you, you look at that and you go, you know, I don't think there's ever a chance that you know that in the past, knowing how great a player he is, that you'd get uh, a plus sign playing, but. Again, the game has changed, but um, I would tend to agree that Daniel will not, if he's in that situation again, will will play it a little differently. Obviously, right. Well, Helmuth, I think, is kind of uh, re-earning his reputation as a good player. A lot of people had really doubted him, uh, but he did destroy the magician to the tune of four hundred thousand dollars in their uh, first high-stakes duel, and you know, to come back from that kind of a deficit uh, really says a lot for his game. Absolutely, nothing he does, to be honest with you, surprises me anymore. You know, he's he's more than proven what a tremendous and all-time great player that he is. Yeah, for sure. Um, one other thing I wanted to mention was uh, Poker Go. We will be carrying that match uh, tonight. If you're getting this on uh, Wednesday, early Wednesday, uh, 7:30 is the start time on uh, on Poker Go for that match. And uh, I guess they'll play right through. I don't know if they'll take any breaks or not. I don't believe they did the first time. It obviously one person has to take the cash, and then they would come back for a third one after that. But they are Poker Go is starting a new live poker tour. The Poker Go t- tour will also come with a player ranking system. Uh, we've kind of seen uh, the Global Poker Index kind of disappear a little bit lately with, uh, you know, Alexander Dreyfus uh, taking his uh, focus to Bitcoin and a lot of other things there. So he's gotten away from some of that. But uh, they will have five live tour stops on the Poker Go Tour, including the U.S. Poker Open from uh, June 3rd to June 14th. Uh, the Poker Go Cup will be in July. And then well, they will have a heads-up championship later on in the summer. So this all is kind of interesting. Uh, Poker Masters uh, is involved in this as well, and the Super High Roller Bowl. So uh, stuff that they started, they're passing it on. 
and they will have this new ranking system that uh, could be the definitive one that decides who the best players in the world are. Uh, they will have points based on each of their events, uh, depending on the size of the buy-in and how much money is won in the tournament. So we'll check out some of that. Uh, you know, uh, certainly, uh, you know, they're they're pushing their platform to keep people interested in the game, and there are a lot of people who uh, have missed a lot of the TV events that have gone by the wayside. Yep, absolutely, Big Dave. And uh, as I'm hearing that little beep beep there that you got on the phone there, uh, our producer wants to know what happened in that tournament uh, that you played in. Uh, okay, well, let's, let's get to that. It's always fun for me talking about my bonehead plays. But this one, I felt, you know, I felt decent about it. I mean, uh I started off, it was 15,000 in chips, and, uh, you know, I, I did get pocket aces once, and I kind of made too big a bet on the river to lo uh, lose my last opponent, uh, so that was kind of a mistake there, but I did pick up some chips there. I was down early, and I got close to the 15,000. I think I had about 13,000 chips when I played this hand, and so tell me what you think. I got uh, ace-10 of diamonds. And uh, I, I made a, a small raise. I was one of, in an early position. I made a small raise and uh, got called by a couple of people. Um, one of the players made a fairly large bet after the flop, which was um, king, uh, no, I'm sorry, queen, six, seven, rainbow. No, not rainbow, uh, two diamonds. So I'm feeling pretty decent about my uh, start on this hand. Uh, one of the players made a, a fairly large bet, and I decided to call. Uh, the turn was uh, a jack, jack of clubs, I think. So all of a sudden, now I got, uh, I got both a flush draw, the nut flush draw, and a gut shot straight draw. So he made a bet. Uh, for 6,000 and I called uh, that was after the turn on the river uh, before the river or after the turn um, he made another good size bet and I'm trying to decide if I want to stay in and uh, I did make the call I was already in for I think 6,000 and uh, about half my stack so I made the call, and unfortunately, it was like a deuce, a blank on the river. So I end up getting knocked out on that hand. Um, do you think I should have uh, maybe played a little harder after the uh, after the flop, or uh, well, you maybe said just the got out of came it. out. The guy came out betting after the flop. Right. He so had. My, guess, he my had, guess is he had the queen. He had queen seven. He had. He had okay. Two. So you know. Uh, and he knows that somebody could have a diamond draw, so, you know, he played it aggressively, and, you know, he, he did that old adage, if you're going to chase me with a flush draw, you're going to have to pay. Yeah. And, uh, you know, once the jack came on the turn, you know, he pushed even harder, or was that the point where you guys got it all in at that point? Well, we got it all in before the river, but... Uh... Yeah, but after the turn. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he at made that a, he, point, at that point. I could have got know, away with it, but I was I would have taken a huge hit, and I figured I had a lot of outs. You know, I had uh, I guess I have like maybe uh, twelve outs, something like that. Is yeah, that right? the uh, you know the, the, once the uh, jack hit, it gave you an additional three outs, 
uh, not to mention if the ace was going to be good on its own, which at that point I wouldn't have put it on that. But right, you right. know, you you had you you added three extra kings to your to your uh, to your outs because the king and diamond was already one of your outs. So um, you know, I don't know. You said you got knocked out thirty three minutes into it, so you were only on level two at that point. Yeah. Yeah, so. I, I don't know. I, I probably just shouldn't play these events because I'm starting to think, okay, I got to work tomorrow. If I somehow make it to day two, and there was a day two by playing, uh, you know, till late, midnight, one o'clock in the morning, whatever. And then I got to come back and play and uh, try to get out of work. And, uh, you know, I basically said, you know, if I get a good hand and I get a shot, I'm going to go for it. And I'm not going to get walked over like I normally do. That's true. But uh, if, if you had spoken to me before the start of the tournament and tell me all the things you just said right now, I would have told you, don't play the tournament, Big Dave. <laughs> well, the problem <laughs> because, was... Because oh, you're thinking already, your mind is already not 100% on the game. No, you're right, you're right. You you're understand? Right. So, and, and, and the... you've got to worry about how late the tournament is going to go, whether I can come back the next... You want to come back the next day. Because you can't cash without coming back the next day. Well, I think you so, would have made the cash you know. right at the end of the night. I think they were only bringing back people who were already in the money. But uh, they, I went on, I went by, and I was planning on playing on Monday, and they were only taking 296 players, and there was like a hundred people uh, alternates already bought in. So obviously there was no chance for me to play that day. So uh, they were selling tickets for the next day and they were only on about a hundred uh, players out of the 296. So I said, you know, I'm here and I will go ahead and buy a ticket. So I, I bought it. It's only $150. So it's, it's not uh, like changing money or anything like that. But I, I kind of at that point was felt challenged that I wanted to get in and play. Uh, you know, if I had waited until Tuesday and uh, tried to get in line and, and, and try to get in, then I probably wouldn't have ended up playing. Well, listen, uh, as long as you had fun for those 32, 33 minutes, that's all that matters. <laughs> it was good experience, and, uh, you yeah, know, yeah. I wanted to be Just look at it this way. Let's round it off to 30 minutes. It was $5 a minute. You're good to go there. <laughs> Oh, well, what can you do? I, I wanted to be a part of the event. You know, I was there covering it, and I felt, you know, I'd love to sit down and, and get the feel, even though it's a small, much smaller tournament of what it's like to play in a, uh, you know, a WPT-sponsored event. Well, listen, again, uh, these are all learning experiences, so hopefully hopefully that'll help you in the future. So Yeah, live and learn. Let's move on to the next one. Uh, we'll keep people up to date on what happens in this legislative session slated for May 17th. We probably will have a show before then, but uh, we'll keep you posted on what's going on here in the state of Florida, whether down the line, whether it's two or three years from now, hopefully we'll get online poker here for cash sometime in the future. And uh, even before then, hopefully this sports betting will kick in. Should be a lot of fun. Joe, thank you. I appreciate all your input. And Joe Costello, thank you as well for uh, everything you do for us on a regular basis. Uh, we Hopefully we'll be back next week. Uh, we will have some hit and miss shows uh, down the road here. Maybe possibly even this summer go to every other week, but we'll uh, let you know when we find out what that schedule is going to be. But we hope you keep joining us on uh, SoundCloud, on iTunes, on uh, Spotify and all the other places where you get your podcasts. We do appreciate 
uh, you listening to the program. Thanks, guys, for everything. We'll catch everybody next week on another edition of Poker Action Line. The views and opinions of the hosts, guests, or callers are not necessarily those of the station, its owners, advertisers, or agencies. 